Fire in the hole! Welcome to Security Today, episode 20. That's right. I am the security's most fire uncle, Uncle Bear, and that's B-A-E-R. So follow me right now on Instagram and Twitter at Security B-A-E-R, and this podcast on Instagram at Security Today Podcast. Well, here we are. That's right. We're back in action. I hope you guys returned after last week's episode. I was a little worried, but you know I had to come right out the gate hard, and we are back in business. I'm so excited to be here. This is uh, going great so far. We're two episodes in and it's only a wonder when we'll be 200 episodes in. So you know that... um you know how this thing works, right? As you notice, I've chosen to number the podcast moving forward instead of just seasons. That way we can all be here till we're 80 and we die. And um, it's a more flexible format. But this week is going to be a good one as we always aim here at Security Today to make you a better tech by providing you resources and knowledge. I'm here to inform and to instruct and to indulge in the security industry, news, trends, highlights, all that other stuff. We tackle that with chit-chatting about some things in the industry on every episode, we highlight products for your reference and digging into the meat of serious topics in the industry. We focus on security and life safety with the occasional AV and network resource that touches the security realm, and I am all about interaction. So if you hear anything on here that you've worked with or you have pictures of or anything like that, or if you ever need any um, assistance, there's an incredible community on uh, Instagram in the low vault with uh, Technology Worldwide. That's at T-E-K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E W-W on Instagram. So check that out. I hope I nailed that. I'm not going to go back and fix it. It's Technology WW Worldwide. Um, But yeah, check it out. And I am all about the interaction too. So DM me, let me know if any of these topics are resonating. If you're working with anything new or anything like that, I love to chat it up. So let me talk about what we're going to talk about today. So today we're going to be looking at a nice little robot named Roboto that's saving the world one force fire at a time. Axis gets a little dicey comparing the pushing of uh, fever cams with uh, those who took advantage of the September 11th attack. Yeesh. And finally, we look at the state of the fire alarm market in 2022 and take a look at some uh, steel doors that kind of broke through the industry a, a year or so ago. But the first thing that we have to do every single time, if it's a little tinny in the background, I am on vacation. But you know that a Security Today podcast is my vacation, right? Am I right? Am I right? No. The first thing that we need to do is shout out. That's right. Every single week we shout out a handle off of Instagram of a tech, a company, a who's what's and whatsoever that is going to be uh, something we want represented here on Security Today podcast. So today's shout out is at to the number K to the number fire security at 2K2 fire security based out of South Wales with 22 years of experience and an expert in fire access intrusion and CCTV they deserve your follow right now pause the show go follow them and you better come back don't get down one of those rabbit holes of you know reels or something like that but they do some excellent work on residential buildings that look uh, incredibly old out in Bay Berry Vale of Glen 
Glamorgan, which, though sounds like a Lord of the Rings town, is actually indeed a real town, and uh, that has some pretty Turia, which is elvish for magnificent, security work in it. So go see their work, give them a follow if you're up for it, and and if you're up for it, DM them uh, that the Security Today podcast sent you there, and give them a shout out on your story or something like that. Let's get in to the chit chat. Axis Cameras is one of the leading providers in the security camera and surveillance industry. One of Security Bear's favorites, by the way. They literally launched the first commercial camera that you could attach to the network in 1996. And they need, uh, needless to say, they are Swedish and they don't OEM any products. In fact, they have criticized companies that do OEM products out of uh, Asian camera manufacturers, which we talked about last week. Go check that podcast out. Now, you know your security uncle likes them already. They continue to stick to who they are, and recently they compared the uh, proliferation of companies selling fever detection tools during the pandemic to those that sold facial recognition technology in the aftermath of uh, the terror attacks of 9-11. They stated, quote, a lot of airports went out and spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to install facial recognition at check-in and realized it wasn't accurate enough and they had tens of thousands of false positives a day, their VP said, warning the schools that could find themselves in similar predicament. Uh, now, IPVM, they agree with this statement and they add that their testing is showing even worse than emphasis uh, the emphasis that Axis is making. I will let you subscribe to IPVM.com and dig into the countless features camera tests that they went through. Um, it is alarming that so many companies were just ready and willing to sell that to customers when they are not that accurate. Anyways, let's move on to our product highlight. At Allborg University in Denmark, uh, they are they were looking to change the fire industry globally. I uh, do try hard to promote those who innovate on this podcast because our industry in the past has, well, crawled a little, but because it's because we get so busy and focused on the implementation and integration of things, but the innovation and creating new ways to do things, new products to meet the needs and new ideas to change the way that we view our industry is the very thing that will help us sharpen what we bring to the economy and global markets. That is why I love pushing product highlights or chit-chatting about things that provide promise and look to like really move the mountains and in industries. Now, wildfires are usually measured manually using aircrafts, helicopters, and satellites. Well, <laughs> Alborg University had something to say about that. And they have launched an innovative and sustainable drone software to fight wildfires. Now, as reported in International Fire Protection Journal, quote, it all started with a willingness to make a difference for the environment and to influence the current climate change in a positive way. This happened at the same time as the increase of wildfires around the world, which resulted in four engineers from Allborg University specializing in robotics and AI, deciding to develop a solution to combat the international wildfires. That was the early start of the innovative software company Roboto, which, domo arigato, Roboto, today is ready to launch its new product that has the potential to save both lives and nature. AWRA, their autonomous wildlife, or I'm sorry, their autonomous wildfire recognition and analytics is an autonomous drone system for combating forest fires, which can help communities and firefighters and give them a sense of security again, end quote. AWRA collects and processes data of the wildfires, which are subs uh, subsequently transferred 
transferred autonomously onto a map with both optical and thermal images of the given affected areas. Now, AWRA provides a quick overview of the location, the direction, and spread of the fire. It enables firefighters to have a better fighting chance against these fires by giving them data when and where they need it and gaining situational awareness to operate in the most efficient way. Check out ifpmag.com and use the product, this product highlight to impress your friends and coworkers at lunch today. <laughs> You're welcome. Now, let's get into the meat of the situation, the fire industry market. The fire alarm industry has been on a healthy incline for the last several years. Fact.mr, a market research and consulting firm, predicts that the sales of the fire protection systems will exceed $138 billion in the forecast period of 2022 to 2032. Now, the research firm says that this is due to an increasing urbanization and the changing designs of commercial infrastructure. You've probably seen the um, you know new corner downtown or somewhere around a bigger city that they are putting like the restaurants with the lofts above it so that you can eat, work, play. Like they're pitching, hey, eat, work, play as this new thing when we've been doing it as humans for thousands of years. Um, anyways, this, uh, this trend and this trends globally as governments across the globe are actually putting more fire safety policies and regulations in. For example, the 2021 edition of the IFC, International Fire Code, now requires smoke alarms installed in a hotel guest room or a bedroom of an apartment building dwelling unit to produce a low-frequency audible alarm signal to help awaken people who are sleeping. Now, in addition, instances of forecast, uh, I'm sorry, instances of forest catching fires has increased over the past few years as well. Thus, government authorities are installing detection systems that help to alarm early in the case of danger. Here are some key takeaways from the fact.mr market research study. The first is that by product, fire detection systems are expected to gain more than 50% market share for fire protection system market. And by application, commercial sectors expect are expected to hold more than 45% of the market share for fire protection. Fire protection system industry is expected to possess nearly 33% of the market share throughout North America and 40% throughout the Asia Pacific. Now, even the global fire safety equipment market is anticipated to secure a market value of like $91 billion by 2032. Um, and that's expanding at a CAGR of 6% from 2022 to 2032. So the whole of fire life safety equipment, um, protection systems, all the, 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 the kit and the caboodle, my friends, are doing well. It isn't slowing down. In fact, um, Rick Wolf, the detection product manager at Kitty in uh, North Carolina, says that safety is one of the most fundamental elements of a healthy building. A building isn't required by code to have facial recognition or access control technology to operate, but fire systems are a prerequisite for a building to even be open for occupancy. That's likely why you don't see them receiving the buzz that you see other forms of building technology. A little shade, he's throwing a little shade, but he's got a point. 
for them to be so required and so um, necessary for buildings to go up and even occupy people, they don't get a lot of buzz. They don't get a lot of, hey, look at this. But the industry itself, if you are even slightly technical, is doing wonderful things. One of the upticks in the industry came with the pandemic, of course, right, with our entire security, life, safety, fire industries. But with people out of the workspace environment for like eight months to a year, you saw these large gaps of no fire tests or inspections. Now, the NFPA 915, a proposed standard for the 2025 edition of the F, uh, the fire code established by the NFPA, would alleviate the challenge by providing guidelines for remote inspections, which, on top of being pandemic-friendly, actually provide convenience, according to Roger Rieswig, who serves on the NFPA Standards Council. He said, quote, if I'm a fire marshal or building inspector and I want to see how the building is progressing, I don't have to drive two or three hours to get there anymore, Reese Week 6. I can just fly a drone, send in the footage, and we'll go from there. That has quickly morphed into a remote inspection for life safety systems. I know you won't let me into your building, but can I fly a drone into your building and let it fly and take pictures or whatever and then leave? Now, remote inspections also reduce labor costs, according to Tim Weber, who's the director of strategic accounts at Kitty, which he says for uh, quote, for our customers, the new trend affords them the ability to do in-building testing from a mobile application and eliminates the need to have two people on site during a test, Weber says. This provides them an advantage of reducing labor costs almost by half. Webb also adds that remote monitoring and automated testing has been a big point of discussion lately. The NFPA 72 has had language allowing automated testing for a few cycles, actually, but now has gone into some remote access. These changes are paving the way for some really groundbreaking technology in the future. I am very excited. It gets me excited um, with where the fire industry is going because I'm touching on some things in this podcast, but there there are many things that you can go read at like SDM.com. Just type in like fire industry or fire market. And there are some things that they are adding from you know, analytics, the cybersecurity, the fire alarm being on the network, drone inspections, obviously. I mean, fire alarms aren't just detecting smoke anymore. They have, you know, an increase in use for smoke detectors that also measure carbon monoxide. And they're doing it through like photo filtering and things like that. We're on the cusp of fire alarm being really actually close to bulletproof. Now, that's a big claim, but I am optimistic just from the way that the industry has really paid attention to itself, hasn't got caught up in other things and they've put a, the industry as a whole has put a lot of um, effort and time over the last decade or so into the systems into the way that they operate the way that they integrate and the materials that make them up now before I round this episode out I do want to touch on one innovation in the fire industry that really caught my eye so Rhino Doors has reported that it's E-L-E-I one of those two, EI-260 Fire Door Series has successfully completed its first stage of fire insulation tests, which the company believes could lead to, well, quote, fire safety breakthrough, end quote, for the UK's construction and infrastructure sectors. Now, there's a lot going on in the UK when I say that, and um, I actually sent something to a guy just this week on uh, a Slack channel about something, a product that he was looking for that I found in Security UK uh, magazine. So 
it's good to keep a pulse elsewhere, but you don't actually have to. All you have to do is sit down and listen to my silky smooth voice in your ears. Just give you, okay. Um, Rhino believes its new E12 range will make insulated fire doors far more widely available and affordable, meaning that everything from high-rise projects to um, stadium and rail stadium and rail stations will be able to fit fire doors with higher insulation performance, radically improving fire safety across UK and really beyond because if it if it really does change the industry it's only a matter of time till it makes it elsewhere commenting on the successful tests of doors Stuart Lawrence managing director of Rhino Doors said quote when Rhino Doors special projects section identified that many current infrastructure projects do not specify insulated steel fire doors due to the existing doors being overly expensive aesthetically unpleasing or not offering the right level of protection we wanted to change that situation. Now, end quote. The special projects team solution has exceeded expectations. During the test, Rhino's E1, uh, E1, maybe it's one, I don't know, EI260 door continued to provide the required insulation protection as well as the standard integrity performance for an hour against temperatures reaching 945 degrees Celsius. This is the sort of temperature typically associated with cellulistic fires where wood and other combustibles are actually just becoming the fuel for the fire in other words simpler temp similar temperatures to building fires that, that you would know of now he said quote we're very pleased with the results of this test which indicate uh indicates we are not far from developing an insulated fire door with a two-hour rating which will have a hugely positive impact upon fire safety in the construction and infrastructure sectors. The reason I wanted to highlight these doors is simply because we begin to put the testing, research, and development focus on openings. I believe we begin to open new doors in our fields. Now, I know that security bears biased being that my background is access and locksmithing, but the door is such a valuable asset when it comes to security and life safety. If innovations in fire continue on the route that they are, then we are truly walking into a safer physical world. This is one of the reasons that I make sure to highlight fire and life safety in a security today podcast, because they are securing your future when they're protecting you in that movie theater or that hospital or your home or that target. Let's be honest. We all go to target. And if innovate, uh, and if we stay up on this stuff, then it only makes us better. And being a better technician is having a pulse on the heartbeat of our industries. Now I know hundreds, hundreds of technicians. I can call them right now. If you want me to on the show live, Let's just start answering phone calls and show you their profiles, tell you the, the stories of being on jobs with them, and they all just do the work. They turn the screw. They don't care how it looks sometimes. They listen to upper management, yell at them to get it done faster, and then they cut corners like beer on Fridays and dread on Mondays. That's how they live their security and fire and life safety careers, and they know nothing of what's coming down the pipe. They turn to no new sources, and they don't even care about their tools. But you, yes, you. Perk up. You are on the 20th fucking episode of this podcast, and you care about the work that comes from your hands. The project might look like trash, but the wires that you pulled and the panels you terminated look outstanding. And that's why you're here, to stay up on your industry and the industries in your peripherals. For that, my friend, 
I owe you a beer. And when we get a beer together, I'm buying. I'm proud of your choices, and you are one of the several that make this show very worth it. So thank you for being here, and thank you for caring about what's going on around you. That's all I have, man. That was so much lighter than last week. <laughs> hey, that's it for security today. I want you to DM me if you would like to sponsor the show. I'll take your millions. Yes, I'll just put Pfizer on the front. I'm just kidding. I'll just put your name on the front of the episode. We can talk about it. Subscribe and follow to this podcast. It really matters. So please, don't you dare forget to follow me at security, B-A-E-R, and this podcast at Security Today Podcast on Instagram. And if you're following me, then you'd need to be following at 2 k 25 security. You lead by example. And when they ask you what you're listening to, you go ahead and you look them in the eyes with your cold steel heart and you tell them security today. Now, don't forget to tell your mother what you're listening to either. She wants you to call and DM me if this episode hit home or if you got ideas or if you're like, hey, I just saw this fire thing this week. Like you were just talking about how the industry's going crazy. Well, look at this. Okay. Subscribe now to the podcast, please. And we will see you next week on security today.